It's time for In the Zone with T-Pain, where we look at everything the real way. Real talk, real problems, real solutions. And now, here's your host, T-Pain. I have with me none other than Pastor Eric Bell. Oh, bless you. Glad to be here. Welcome to to the show. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about your ministry. And what's the name of your ministry? The name of our ministry is New Life Mm -hmm. International Ministries. Um, We've been... This year will be 19 years of pastoring for me. Um, the purpose of our ministry is to bridge the gap, mm-hmm. to unify. Unity, that's always been our mission, our vision, to bridge the gap um, between Calvary and Pentecost. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe that we are all the body of Christ. Yes. Um, and a, there's been a divisive little, little thing that the enemy has been using to keep the body divided, that's denominationalism. So we, 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 we come against that. We come together as the body of Christ. And that's been our purpose uh, uh, in ministry. That's why New Life was birthed, to introduce people and give them new life. Mm-hmm. And 19 years, that's a long time. Oh, yeah, 19 years, I'll tell you, we, we've seen the ups and the downs. We've gone through the transitions in ministry, and we just thank God that now we're entering into that season of power, the season of maturity in ministry. So uh, we just praise God for what he's doing there in the ministry. Amen. Now, I noticed that when you, you said to bridge the gap, how is important, how important is it to be a bridge? It's very important because in order to be a bridge, in order to get where you're going, there have to be a tool or mechanism to get you there. Mm-hmm. In order to leave where you are, there have to be a tool and mechanism to get you there. So we are bri- we're being that bridge, we're being a connector mm-hmm. to let the Baptists know. There's nothing wrong with the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with the power of the speaking in tongues, laying of the hand. And we're letting the Pentecostals know the blood of Jesus. If it wasn't for the blood of Calvary, where would we believe? Where would hey, we be? Man. So we're being that that tool, that mechanism to bridge the gap, um, to let the body of Christ know about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and I I, uh, I like that, uh, and I do see in some Baptist churches that I visit that you know people are doing things that traditionally Baptists don't do. Exactly. You know, usually I just try to find a handbook and make sure I'm on the right page. <laughs> but you know, I see that it is growing and it is involving. Yes. Or you know, yes. how important is it for people to understand, even uh, you know, in smaller churches, that the whole fivefold ministry has to happen. Well, here's the thing. A lot of people really don't have the spiritual awareness of the fivefold ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was scripture that we used, and I want to, you know, the, the tool, the, the magnitude of it, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. That we normally stop there, but the next part is what's very important to me, and they reject it. Oh, wow. See, so so one thing is we are, con- we, we are aware of of the fivefold ministry, but we reject what we don't understand. Um, so, in, in in understanding that and knowing that, without the the full operation of the fivefold ministry, that means our ministry is not effectively working at a hundred percent. That is the capacity that it could be. I look at the fivefold ministry. Look at my hand. We have five fingers. Right. That makes a hand. Mm-hmm. Well, without one of my fingers, I mean. A part of me is no longer functioning. Mm-hmm. It's like a piece of the pie. Well, you don't have a whole pie, but a piece is missing. So we, we want the, the fivefold ministry very imperative and important in our operation in our local churches. And a lot of people come from teaching. 
We've been so busy preaching, Amen. but we missed the teaching. Mm -hmm. And so now this is why I believe that the Spirit is just, just, um, just moving in the teaching area so that the people can have that knowledge and be equipped for the equipping of the saints. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. I think I'm getting a little excited. No, right. <laughs> because, you know, I, I'm, I'm always telling people that teaching is very, very important. And, and it seemed like, just like you said, that has kind of like slipped a little bit. Now, I know you do a lot in the community. Yes. Tell us a little bit about some of the programs that you have. Well, one thing, uh, again, I, I am one of... Uh, knowledge the word of knowledge the bible calls the word of knowledge of bringing people into the know not only in a spiritual perspective but we need to know who we are as people mm -hmm. we need to know our rights right. we need to know what uh, one of the reasons how the, the enemy the devil as we say defeats us is that we don't know the authority that we have mm -hmm. and that is both naturally and spiritually mm -hmm. so oftentimes in the church we are more concerned about the spirit man and we forget about the natural man. Mm -hmm. So what we do, one of our major pushes at our church is what we call a community law clinic, mm -hmm. where we have local attorneys in the area, pro bono, that come out and give free counsel, mm -hmm. free legal counsel in any area we've dealt with, bankruptcy, divorce, child support, mm -hmm. real estate, anything from A to Z. That is something that we offer uh, and we present it to the community so that they will know the body of Christ, the people of God need to know mm -hmm. what authority, what are your rights. You right. need to know this. Mm -hmm. So this is one of the pushes, one of the things that we offer in ministry that we push very strongly is our uh, community law claim. Is there a waiting list for that? No. Um, what we do, we have the, the community law clinic maybe once every quarter. Mm -hmm. um, and what we do, we're there all day on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. We open up. The attorneys are there. Um, who first come, first serve. Mm -hmm. Whosoever will, let them come. Yes. And whoever come, we're there from the, uh, generally 9 a.m. to 3, 4 p.m. Or, or, or until the last person mm -hmm. has been properly given the uh, proper consultation. You know what, and I, I love that um, because uh, we see so many of our young men who are parents and, and they have fathered all these, you know, well, I said all these kids, but they have kids with someone that they're married to yes. and don't even understand their parental rights yes, yes. And, uh, and don't and can't afford yes. to go and get legal yes, advice. Yes, yes. And so for them, this is awesome. But you know, here's the thing, Minister. Though we offer this, mm -hmm. you'll be surprised at the turnout. Really? Yes. Very minimal. Mm -hmm. People, and, and, and that's one of the things that disturbed me in ministry that you have these services that are offered, but we don't take full advantage of what God is putting in place for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. um, so, so we, we that, that is just a, a, this my personal take on it, mm -hmm. but I take it very seriously yes. and, and want the people of God to know that the service is ahead. Well, hey, we're going to help you sign that trumpet. All right. We will right. definitely help you sign that trumpet because it's, it's something that is needed. And I don't know, and I'm with you, some things that we have and we try to bring forth as Christians, and a lot of people don't partake of it. And I don't know if it's because they don't, they're not aware, you know, but we would definitely help you sign the trumpet. Thank down. you. Thank you. What is your favorite scripture and why? For God so loved the world mm -hmm. 
that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. My reason is twofold. It shows the capacity of a giver. It shows our God as a giver. And that in order for us to receive, we have to first be givers. And then necessarily nothing tangible. It can be a time. Do we spend enough time giving God our time in prayer and in, in, uh, fasting and meditating and studying God's word? Even in our Sunday morning experience, do we give ourselves to God to the degree that we want God to give himself, himself to us? So I love that. And not only that, it shows the, the agape love that God has for us and that we're supposed to have for him. Um, so... I love that scripture because it, it teaches us the, the principles of him. Love and giving. Mm -hmm. Love and giving. And those are the two areas that the enemy fight us like tooth and nail in the fight of Christ. He don't want you to love your neighbor. Yes. He don't want you to love yourself. Yes. And he definitely don't want you to give. Mm -hmm. He purposely, our body is tired, mm -hmm. all your work in two and three jobs, you can't pray effectively by the time you get so he's putting all these obstacles in our way to keep us from fulfilling to be a giver and to love mm -hmm. you know and and not the two go hand in hand don't they hand loving and, and giving yeah because if you can perfect love yes. you're gonna automatically give yes yes how do we go about perfecting love though as, as saints the first thing minister is we gotta love ourselves mm -hmm. I was in a very interesting meditation uh, last week, and the Lord said something very powerful to me. You can only love as much as you love. Mm. You can't love me beyond your capacity to love. That's, and, and it really puzzled me. If you don't love yourself, how can you expect to go beyond the love that you show for yourself? Amen. It just don't work that way. Mm -hmm. So, a person have to first love themselves, regardless as to their frailties, regardless of the shortcomings, the, the bad decisions that they made in life. Um, they have to first love themselves. And you find a spilling over the different areas of life in relationship. I want someone to love me. Well, you don't even love yourself. So how can someone else love you when you don't love yourself? That is very powerful. And, and, and not only that, um, because we have such a, a bad uh, uh, example of love, because we don't love ourselves, we expect for someone else to love us in a way that we really don't even understand. Mm. You know, we can do a show on that. We can do a show on that. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love that. Oh, yeah. Yes, I, I think I got a little caught up into just listening. Oh, yes. <laughs> because, uh, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. Self-identity and our ability to be able to embrace love first before, you know, we come into a relationship with Christ. And then, is that even possible, um, embracing love first before, you know, you engage in a relationship? Well, I pray it scripturally for you. Mm -hmm. And we say it, but we put it in a box. Mm -hmm. How can you love God in whom you've never seen mm -hmm. when you have your neighbor that you see every day mm -hmm. and you can't love them? Let's make it even more closer. How can you love God in whom you've never seen and you look in the mirror every day 
He don't love what you say. Boom, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. What would be uh, your hope for the body of Christ as a whole? That everyone would get in their proper position. The devil is doing his job. But what about us? And the reason why, one reason, we're not in our proper position. There are people who are not supposed to be pastors, mm -hmm. but they're pastoring. Mm -hmm. There are people that, that are profession to be apostles and bishops and, and prophets and prophetess. They are not. I personally believe that once the body of Christ as a whole, once we get into our proper position and do what we're supposed to do, then you will see the body jointly fitting together, working Amen. and doing what it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. The pinky can't do what the thumb, what the thumb does. Mm -hmm. It just won't work. But we have so many people out of position and uh, operating in places and doing things that, number one, is not their passion. Mm -hmm. Number two, they're doing it out of loyalty and not for ministry purposes. Mm -hmm. And all of those things cause the body to become dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. So I just believe my hope now is that everybody, I believe that there's a clairvoyant calling in the spirit yes. where the Lord is calling the body of Christ to come into its proper position and posture to operate and do what it was anointed and chosen to do from the very foundation of the world. Mm -hmm. God, in the word it says in Jeremiah, before, in thy mother's womb, I knew you. Mm -hmm. I called you. I chose you. I ordained you. So that means that even before conception, there was a, a word over our life. There was an anointing over our life. That was a purpose over our life. And what happens is we must discover that. Mm -hmm. And that's only going to come from spending time with God. Amen. Amen. Because I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I believe that um, after you come into an intimate place with God, before you've even given a title, you already know that this is who you are. Oh, wow. And, uh, and, and I, I believe that wholeheartedly. I think once the title is given, it's just confirmation yes. on what God has already shown to you. Yeah. Why do you think then that sometimes people fall into the place of taking the title when they know that they haven't went through the process to earn the position? There are many, many ways I could uh, answer that, but I, I will jump to this way. Um, popularity is one. Mm. Everything looks to be extravagant and, and, and the, the pomp and circumstance that come with what we see on television, the media, and uh, what we've seen at different conferences. So people, by nature, they love what looks good. But understanding that there's, not, there's a price mm -hmm. that have to be paid to mm. get to these Amen. we don't know what I don't know what Minister Payne had to go through mm -hmm. to get to where she is but we just see the external we see the outside and how it looks and all of that kind of stuff so I, I just I just believe that that there's been a very false a false impression of ministry um, um, and, and, it's, and it's, it's very attractive mm -hmm. it's very attractive you know understand the anointing is attractive as well mm -hmm. but understanding that that to operate in that level of anointing, it costs. That's a price. Yes.
Awesome interview with Pastor Eric Bell. He was so awesome, wasn't he? You know, we're going to have to have him come by here again and bless us one more time. But before I get into anything else, I'm going to take a break and I'll be back in a moment. You're amazing, you're amazing, you're amazing, you're amazing, so amazing, you cause the sun, the sun and moon to shine. I'm so glad you're mine. Oh, I'm glad to say you're mine. To joy.
This song is not for you If you never cried a river Or had your heart broken too This song is not for you If every day you wake up the skies are blue But this is for anyone No matter how you pray The pain won't let you get through But you try and you try
To the show and I am going to play a old interview that we did maybe a month or two ago if not a little longer and this interview was with none other than Vera Howard 
who is over the faith casting uh, production. And I tell you, she should do so many different things. Uh, in that interview, we got a chance to speak a little bit with Todd Delaney. And we do have an interview that's going to be coming up with him uh, very soon. But we put it on hold for a moment. And I know you all don't know, but uh, we're planning on moving uh, our show and growing it into the Atlanta market. So pretty soon, you probably won't hear us on a local station, but you'll be able to find us. I want you all to continue to go to our website, painzone.com, P-A-Y-N-E-Z-O-N-E.com. And you'll be able to stream live. You'll be able to hear us on iHeartRadio. You will even be able to see us live in the studio. So we're branching out and going into another market, but not leaving you all. You will all be able to follow us and follow the shows. You'll even be able to listen to the shows every Saturday at 2 o'clock on our online radio station, WBGA The Zone. If you're not a friend of The Zone Radio, do become a friend of the zone radio and for those of our young ministries that are in the miller georgia area you do want to keep up with us we'll be able to bring what you have to that market our growing and our growth is your growth so do keep up with us because we are still here for you but listen in to this old interview that we did a couple of months ago and i hope you all enjoy you know what it's a busy day here in the studio and we have so much going on this weekend dot bishop and i and as a matter of fact, we have someone calling in, and we've been expecting this young lady. Her name is Apostle Vera Howard. And how are you doing, ma'am? <laughs> I know that's a mouthful, right? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm a little tongue-tied anyway, thank God for, for his grace. Who would know? A tongue-tied girl would be on the radio, huh? Amen, amen. I know I have a strange name. A lot of people say, oh, how do, I, how do you pronounce it? But, yes, you, you did it right, Apostle Val Howard, and I am just grateful to be here with you today. Minister Payne, I'm elated that you all found it pertinent to have me on the airwaves. Yes, well, you know, thank you, because it's, it's so great to have people like yourself to be on the air with us and tell us a little bit about because you know i know about what you do i know you manage a lot of different celebrities and and you have your ministry and you got books you're just a very busy woman but tell uh, the audience a little bit about yourself well um i like to start out with all my interviews saying that i'm a servant of the lord before anything else um, I'm a woman who is learning every day who God has called her to be. I'm learning the many different facets that I didn't know existed until God put me in the position for them to be able to come out. So you were talking to a humble servant who's learning the definition of how God has defined her. Um, I've been blessed in the process to represent and work with a plethora of gospel artists. I've had clients. And still do, such as Dietrich Haddon, Todd Delaney, Casey J, who sings that song, Fill Me Up, my Sweetie Pie Baby, Rufla Archer, who sings Counter All Joy, Pastor West Morgan, Brian Courtney Wilson, and just a host of other artists God has allowed me to work with, either in management, booking management, setting up tours, marketing 
promotions or some way be connected to their ministry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's a blessing to be in contact with all of those people. So, you know, and I, I've seen some of your pictures out there on Facebook. I love how you keep that hair. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, thank you. You know, that's something that I had to learn to embrace. Because, you know, a woman in the industry has to keep her youthful appeal. Mm -hmm. And just in ministry, too. You know, you got to stay relevant to what's happening, you know, especially for the young people that are coming up. So I've had white hair. Uh, it started at the age of 12. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I used to did not accept my white hair. I said, oh, God, i got to go put a wig on or i got to go dye it black or i got to... People can't see me. I don't need them to see me with this white hair. And then one day I was out on the road. I'll never forget it. I was out on the road, and an artist by the name of Euclid Gray and another artist uh, had a wig on, and they could see the white peeping out under the wig. And they said, V, pull that wig off and let us see your hair. And at that time, the top was white, and the bottom was long and black. And uh, they said, you're masking your beauty. Mm -hmm. And so God told me to stop dying it, stop doing a wig, because he branded me like that. You know, people know me with that hair. So he taught me how to embrace a blessing. Mm -hmm. Well, you wear well. She snaps up. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, now, you, you, I know you, you have what you do business-wise, and then you have your book. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so tell me about your ministry. I would define it as one that's global. The Lord has given me a passion and a burden to see people all over the globe go from desolation to productivity. Mm -hmm. God has uh, given me a gift to look at people who um, need to birth things and then just go and impart and speak life to them. And so a lot of it entails missions work abroad, you know, taking teams in and doing missions work. And, um, of course, it entails preaching, going out and preaching, however God would want to use me. Um, and then also it entails being apostolic in the music industry and the, or the field of entertainment and set order. Uh, God has given me the assignment to be one of the voices in the entertainment arena that is going to speak order whether or not I lose friends. <laughs> you know, yes. I'm going to say what thus saith the Lord and to command holiness back into that arena because even though it's Christian music or whatever, or it's Christian, you know, it's not, it may not always be as holy as God desires it to be. So I believe God has anointed me during this time to be an instrumental uh, leader in the entertainment arena to help others uh, rise and meet their potential. Yes. Well, now, I know you're an apostle. Mm -hmm. Do you find it difficult or do you find any kind of, uh, what's a good word? Do you find that some of the men in, in the um, spiritual community have a problem with that? They have, female, they have a problem with female pastors, that, let alone apostle. Um, there's been places where I went to preach, even as a pastor. I remember being the only woman preaching on the seven last words in Nashville, Tennessee, where I was licensed originally as a reverend. And I told the pastor at that time, I said, listen, don't make me first because they'll preach all over top of me. And, you know, because I could feel in the air they weren't with a female pastor. And so after everything was over with, God moved and they saw the anointing on my life. And even the, the older gentlemen who weren't with female pastors, they were like, Dave, you need to keep doing what you're doing. Because what happens is, you know, even after a certain point, when they see that anointing, the anointing destroys that yoke. Mm -hmm. And I may come in an environment, they look at me, you know, I got white bushed out hair or mohawk hair and 
kind of edgy, but I love God. And so when they see God flowing and that anointing flowing, then no longer, you know, do they question that, if you know what I'm saying. Like, okay, now if I didn't come and handle God's business, that's another thing. But when I come and I'm coming and allowing God to just have his way, speak through me, move through me, you know, that he can move and he has moved on the hearts of men that were totally in opposition against female pastors or leaders. Uh, and there, what, there's a woman in the Bible who was an apostle. You know, People don't do their homework. Well, you know what? We, we, you know, you had an apostle, you had a uh, disciple, a woman that was a disciple. And uh, people don't even think about any of those things. They just feel like we as women are not supposed to do what we do. And sadly, I saw someone on social media just today even who was saying that they already have a hard enough time, you know, listening to women and definitely don't want to see one in a pulpit. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Well, that, I would say that church is handicapped because it's not a gender thing. It's an anointing. It is an anointing. The fire of the living God. I, You know, I'd rather go to a child who's anointed to preach or anointed by God and has a pure, holy anointing than to go listen to somebody else who's tainted, polluted, and hasn't studied and doesn't, can't give me a revelatory or some rhema word. So that's what what I would call a church that is handicapped, a church that is in bondage, because that church is not allowing the people of God to move in the gifting that God has anointed them to move out in. So therefore it makes the church handicapped. And it reminds me of a pastor who's insecure in their calling, insecure in their anointing, and then they see someone who's prophetic, but they shut their mouth up. That's what that reminds me of. Mm -hmm. When God sent the prophet, because that's part of the fivefold ministry, so how are you going to shut the prophet down when God said, apostles? prophets, evangelists, pastors. You, you see what I'm saying? I do. So I look at that as a handicapped situation that will never see the fullness of the glory of God manifest in that house because man's ideology has superseded the Holy Spirit and the wind of God at that point. But we become so giant that we're going to tell God who he can use, then that's a mindset of the adversary. Yes. Yeah. You know, we're going to have to move from being, you being an interviewee for you coming back to be a, a studio guest as one of our studio pastors. We're going to have to throw a spiritual topic at you and bring you back. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, my co-host has some questions. Well, my question for you, I can definitely tell that you are a woman of great faith and great prayer. Feel the anointing. You can feel, definitely feel the anointing. Uh, my question is to you, with so much going on for, uh, you know, ministry, uh, you got your books going on, you have the music industry, and, you know, just different various of things that God is using you for, what keeps you rooted and grounded? And the reason I ask that is because you see, you see so many people, you know, they get excited by one book, and they feel like they have arrived. Or, okay. you know, they go preach at one place, and they on this platform, they feel like, well, I made it. What keeps you, as an apostle, rooted and grounded in the midst of all of that? Well, I don't believe the height. Because okay. I know just as quick as you can rise up, pride can cause you to be destructive and fall. And um, I try to take myself out of the situation and just say what I am, a vessel. That's all I am. I'm just a vessel that God can flow through, a vessel that doesn't want to be yoked up or tied up with respect to my own flesh or my own mindset. 
so that's what keeps me rooted in ground. I've been through too much to get out of line. I mean, I've had some crazy obstacles I've overcome. Cancer falling out of me, you know, cars burning up, and I put out the fire before they blew up. You know, I can just go on and on and on with testimony. So at times I used to walk the streets with pimps, you know, and used to go get drugs and bring them back to my medical school in the midst of a Puerto Rican drug raid. I would sit in the car and crawl out the car to get the dope, and in my ignorance, God spared me. So I think about those type of things, and the hype about being around a celebrity doesn't faze me because I know they have to answer to God at the end of the day as well. And I always ask God, keep me this way, because I know God has governed me to be a very wealthy, well-to-do woman and has put me among great people. And I've always said to God, keep me with a state of humility, because if I'm that humble, God, I can't serve you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You got focus, and, uh, and that's it. Maintaining focus through everything, no matter what God puts in front of you, that's the key. Yeah. And I don't let anybody make me their God. Mm -hmm. I refuse to. You know, I never would have put myself before God. You know, a lot of times pastors, you know, we have people who, I'm a best, we have all these different people who work with us and everything else, but I'm not their God. You know, I'm just a person that God is using to impart them, to speak life over their gifting and their anointing and to show them and lead them and to bring that word to them. But I'm not their God. And I'm very, very careful with that. Mm -hmm. I don't want anybody to idolize me and make me their God. You know, and I, and I like that, too, because, you know, you, you're helping people keep the right perspective. That's important. That's important because this industry we're in can sit you up. That spirit of deception that makes you think you're greater than you really are can manipulate you and wrap itself around you, and then you lose your anointing. Wow. And I can't live without God's anointing and presence and glory in my life. I just can't do it. You know, maybe somebody else can do it. I can't do it. I was having a conversation with God just yesterday, and he said to me, when I, he woke me in the middle of the night to pray, and he said to me, I need you to remember that your success is in me. You got to seek me for your success. And this may sound harsh, but God said it to me. He said, that's the only way you're going to get it and maintain it. He told me that. Mm -hmm. He said, you're not one of the ones like some of these other ones out here that got it, but they're not seeking me. He said, your success lies in me. Amen. Amen. And you know what? And that's, that's huge. Because a lot of times we can have a moment where you have so much coming at you that you be like, okay, God, why am I continuing to, to move along this path? But our success do lies in who he is. Amen. Amen. That's right. And when you, when you know that, then you know why you're doing it. You know that you're just on an assignment, mm -hmm. that you are appointed. You know, I was telling somebody, uh, in the um, guy has had me on this, you know, ASAP kick. And the, I've been on this for a couple of weeks. So I was talking to one of the artists I represent by the name of Todd Delaney. Um, he sings the song, Pulling Me Through. Mm -hmm. Very deep, deep brother. Very much into his word, fast and prayer. Loves God. Just absolutely loves God. He's on um, E1 Gospel Records. Mm -hmm. And he and I were talking, and I was saying that God keeps speaking to me about ASAP appointed singers. And uh, 
think that these singers that God has entrusted with these records and albums and this and greatness, that he is looking for a, a singers that have been appointed. And he took me to Second Chronicles in 20. And uh, when Jehoshaphat went to God about the battle against Amon and the Moabites, and he had to come back and consult with the people, and he appointed singers to go out. And when those singers went out and they released the sound, the, uh, the, the, the people that they were to battle were confounded. And they had already Amen. among themselves. So all they had to do was come and pick up their stuff hmm. from the enemies who lied dead. All the spoil, all the wealth, all the riches. So some of the singers don't understand how important they are. That when they are appointed for the job, for the assignment, that they will confound the enemy. And all the church has to do, the army of God has to do, is go behind them and get their stuff. And see, this is why even in some of our churches, we aren't as successful as we should be because the singers are not appointed. Amen. They may be talented. Yes. They may not be appointed or anointed mm -hmm. for God. Amen. But because they aren't appointed, they cause opposition for yes. the pastor. Yes. Because they don't know how to set the, end, the, the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. The enemy is confounded. You understand? Yes, I do. The pastor got to deal with all this hell because the singers are talented. And they forgot that they got to stay in the glory to yes. be anointed and to be appointed. And they're flowing out of a gift. Yes. Mm. And so God is looking in this hour for some singers that are going to release a heavenly yes. sound mm -hmm. that is anointed yes. and appointed. Mm -hmm. So the enemy is already beat down before we even step on the scene. So this is something God has told me to share with these up-and-coming singers or even the ones that are already out there like Todd who want to hear what, the, what God is speaking to the singers in this hour. Yes. So I wanted to share that with you all because I don't know who's listening. Oh, they need to hear that. Yes. Who, you know, who's an aspiring singer, who's trying to get out there and get their name in light. You know, all that stuff is irrelevant mm -hmm. about your name being in light. You better worry about your name being in the book. Amen. So oh, God, is, he, he needs those type of singers in this hour, in the industry. He doesn't need nobody just looking for another record deal. They need somebody who understands his purpose. They don't need, he doesn't need anybody else running behind fame. He needs somebody that understands that it's a gift that they are to use for their destiny and their calling and there's an assignment everywhere they go or they shouldn't go. Amen. And see, you know what? And I thank God that you are in the place that you are to deal with those type of artists because they need to hear that because what you're saying is keeping them grounded. That's part of my role. Remember I said I'm an apostle in the entertainment Amen. Field. That order. Amen. It's not an easy assignment because it goes against the grain at times. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've been through enough, had enough scars that God has healed me from where I really don't care if the grain doesn't like it. I really don't. I'm trying to get to heaven and fulfill what God has called me to do. So Amen. He has given me favor mm -hmm. in this arena. So I can't take that favor lightly. Yes. And I have to tell God, God, please, even now if we're talking and doing this interview, I, God is speaking through me. I don't, I don't, I didn't know what I was going to say. I dedicated my tongue over to God. Mm -hmm. So even in whatever I'm doing in this entertainment arena, I have to dedicate my whole body, all my faculties over to Him. <laughs> you know what? I had a surprise for you all. Mm -hmm. um, I told one of my artists. I said, "Listen, if they down, I told them I was just talking to them. I was talking to Todd. <laughs> and I said, Todd." 
kind of blessed there, right, Doc? Yeah, very blessed. Very, very, very blessed. And, uh, and we are, well, God is doing great things with his own radio ministries and blessing us to be able to have big people to come in that you guys can hear and listen to. And the apostle power is the truth. Listen, that's all the time we have. You have been in the zone. This is Straight Talk for Christians. And we don't end a broadcast without saying, believe at and follow your destiny. And until next time, everyone everywhere. Blessed. You have been listening to Design Radio Ministries, a Miller, Georgia media production. Follow Minister T. Payne and Dot Bishop on Facebook at Design Radio. Also, listen to WBGA Design Gospel Radio Station online daily at www.designradio.fm. Again, that's www.designradio.fm.